0: So yeah, it was just an amazing time with, uh, with Apostle, and uh, just to see 18,000 people come from different nations and uh, come together and, and worship, and I tell you, the place just absolutely went off, and uh, there were these Italians there, and uh, you know, once you see the Italians, once they start dancing, my goodness, that was just, they just cut loose, and uh, it was just incredible, there was just a big train, just a big train went around the auditorium, you got American Airlines Arena, and they just start... Uh, praising just the freedom and liberty and, and, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And uh, that is the nature of our God. <laughs> Come on. It is the nature of our God. The nature of our God is joyful and liberty. He is full of joy. The Bible does say that he who sits in the heavens laughs. When was the good last time you had a jolly good laugh? <laughs> Come on! When was the last time you had a good laugh? And you're so wrapped up, and you're so wiped up with the things of the world, and allow the good things of God, the beauty of the Lord, comes upon our lives. The, the beauty of the Lord is full of joy. <laughs> we have to work this a little bit more. Sometimes people, you know, oh God, I want more of you, but you know when He comes, it's, kind of, uh, it's not quite the way that I thought He would come. And it really messes some people up. And uh, today I'm going to really believe that some people will be messed up. (laughs) I can tell you when the Holy Spirit moves, He does mess people up. He messes your logic up. He messes your expectations up because He is not a man. He is a spirit. God is a spirit. You can't think it like a man about Him. He is a spirit. He is beyond, far above everything we could ask or even imagine. We heard that before. Look, I tell you, when I was at this conference, I saw thing. I've seen some things in the past which have been like, oh, well, wow, that's, pretty, that's pretty impressive. But then afterwards, the unbelief comes in. When I was at the conference, some of the things I saw, I tell you, I, it was drop the mic sort of stuff. Drop the mic. When you see the power of God start to manifest and, and demonstrate it in, in, in through the body of Christ and... Uh, uh, it, it just extraordinary things, one of the, I had time with an apostle, and uh, Apostle Maldonado was in the meeting, and he said, oh, I want you to go and prophesy for somebody next to you, so I thought, okay, I oh, will, and uh, so there's a nice uh, African-looking gentleman next to me, so I started to prophesy over him, and um, and uh, that was pretty cool, and then I didn't, didn't realise who he was, and uh, he was a young apostle from Ethiopia, and uh, he organized a crusade with uh, 1.3 million people came to uh, for Apostle Maldonado's conference there. Extraordinary. And then, then, he started to, then he started to prophesy. He started to work, move in words of knowledge. And that uh, was drop the mic sort of stuff. It was like, oh, oh, yeah. Come on. Come on, that's my God. Come on, that's the spirit of the Lord that we work. I tell you, there wasn't a person in that room that he didn't know the name. Not a person in that room. He knew every person's name. Not only their first name. He knew everything about their life. And just to see that gift just be uh, alive in the body of Christ today is just phenomenal. Um, uh, one of the things we've got to know is that the Lord knows our life. He knows our, everything about our lives. He knows the, the deepest dark secrets of our life. There's nothing that we can hide from him. And uh, he he comes into our life because he loves us. He he comes into our life because he wants us to be set free of the uh, of of the things of the world, of the chains of captivity, the chains of captivity of our thoughts and our reasoning, and set us free and open us into a, into a dimension of heaven that far beyond we could ever imagine. And I'm believing that uh, I'm believing that upon our people. God is going to raise up people in this church here right now. I believe that God will raise up different ones through our nation who will move in such power, who will move in such anointing. The thing is, you've got to be one of them. You can be one of them. You can walk in that. We can walk in that. God will raise up gifts. God has brought you into this house as a gift, not just for yourself, but a gift to be given, a gift to be given to the world around us, a gift that will bring hope and restoration into the world around us. I tell you, there's people now, right now, who are, uh, who are moving in words of knowledge, in that dimension, who are now being called on to, to solve cases of missing people, because God knows everyone. No one is missing in God's world. He knows where everyone's at. That's when we start to become the light of the world, the hope of, uh, the, hope of the world, that when we start to demonstrate the power of, of His goodness. One of the things i found is that uh, when you start to move in that dimension, it will Certainly polarize people. You will find that there will be opposition. You'll be fine that not everyone's going to be happy with you. (laughs) Not everyone's going to be happy with us. I was just speaking to somebody just during the week, and uh, they know of people that got wrapped over the knuckles for coming to Pastor Mike's Deliverance Seminar. And that's the nature of what some of the things that we're dealing with. There will be an opposition, but I encourage you today, be stand, be strong, contend for the faith that was delivered for all of us. God's got so much more than we can ask or even imagine, far beyond. I'm uh, hoping that, uh, I'm going to see if I can bring one of these guys uh, over to the conference next year, and just to start to see a demonstration, a greater demonstration of His power. I want to just... Friends, today, we're going to see it. I'm going to step out. We're going to believe that there will be a a manifestation of His power in this place this morning. I've come here to give you a, a bunch of information. I've come here this morning to help enlarge your thinking, to help enlarge your capacity of spirit, to help lift the faith level a little bit. Come on, somebody. In Matthew chapter 14, Matthew chapter 14, Incredible piece of scripture here. Many of you would have heard it before. And it starts off in 22. And he directed, Jesus directed the disciples to get into the boat and go before him to the other side. He made the disciples get into the boat. When he sent away the crowds, and after he had dismissed the multitudes, he went up on the hills by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was still there alone. But by this time, the boat was a long way out to sea. It was many furlongs, a furlong, is about one-eighth of a mile. So in other words, it was a dis- it's a long distance from land. The Bible says it was beaten and tossed by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch, which is between 3 and 6 a.m. in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. And the disciples saw him walking on the sea, and they were terrified and said, that is a ghost. And then they screamed out with fright. <laughs> screamed out with fright. Ah! Well, I tell you, have you ever been out fishing in a boat before? I, I, I've got a boat and I go 25 miles out to sea and it's a few furlongs. And I've been out there when it's, get, get it's rough and I've been out there when it's nighttime. I've got lights on my boat. These guys didn't have lights on their boat. And when you're out a long way from land, and the right and the and the sea is uh, the sea is starting to mount up and the and, and you can't see anything. You, you, it's a scary feeling. And if you're in that place and you see something walking across the water to you, <laughs> man, I tell you, I've had a little shark in my boat. <laughs> Me and Dad caught a little Marco shark once. We got this thing in the boat, and my goodness, it fought like a madman, and uh, we were terrified. We, <laughs> These guys were on the water, and they saw Jesus coming towards them. They screamed out with fright. But instantly he spoke to them and said, Take courage it is I, Don't be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come out onto the water. And so he said, Come. And so Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water. He came toward Jesus, but when he perceived and felt the strong wind, he was frightened. And he began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Instantly, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him and held him and saying to him, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got back into the boat, the wind ceased. And those who were in the boat knelt and worshipped him and said, Truly, you are the Son of God. What an amazing experience to be. And I know many of you would have under—you've uh, heard the Scripture before. But just because we've heard it before doesn't make it any less relevant to where we are today. And I understand where we are at a church as a, 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 in my own life and also for many people in the church and even as a, a church as a whole. Often we'll find ourselves in this situation time and time again. One of the things we see here, it starts off, even though the wind was contrary and they were going into the waves. Friend, all of us will find ourselves in the place where we're in their boat at some point. All of us will find ourselves in a place where the sea is unfavourable. The environment, the conditions are unfavourable. They look like they could be overwhelming. All of us will find ourselves in a place where we can be up against a headwind. Even as a church, one of the things I believe for is not that we will just come and sing songs, And have a good time together, and we would understand Scripture, and we would would read. The call of God is far greater upon our life. The the call of God, what God has for us, is so much more than that. And when you, uh, when we understand that actually our role as a church, our role as as ministers of the gospel, is not just to fit into popular culture. It's not just to make people happy. It's not our call. Our call is to bring the kingdom of God into a world that is full of darkness and a world that is full of upheaval. Our our call is to be countercultural. Our call is to be something a bit different. Our call is to bring and to reach into the heavens and bring into earth a realm of heaven that earth hasn't seen before. That is what you and I are called to do. We'll find that all of us are in a place of contention. There is a contention for the lives of men. There's a there's a contention for the lives of people, for, for the plans and purposes of God. You notice these guys in the, in, in the boat. These boys, even though the, 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 the sea was contrary, the wind was contrary, one of the things that they did not do was turn around and go back. Friends, as a church, we have come too far. We have gone through so much waves. We've gone through too much darkness. We've spent so much time at, at sea to now turn around and say, let's just go back to good happy services where everyone is kept happy. We have come too far to remain as a church that would just be happy and content with a certain measure of God over our lives. We've come too far to blend into any other church that's around the Corks Bay or around New Zealand or in the world. We have come too far. One of the things we will find is, I've noticed that we have experienced in the past when uh, Pastor Mike Uh, stepped out and believed and brought a prophet of God into the house. And uh, a dimension of heaven was released over this church. Thousands of people's lives were transformed. But the opposition that came against us was phenomenal. And you'll find whenever we step out, whenever you step out to get more of God inside of your life, If you step out to touch more of the dimension of heaven, when you step out for miracles, whenever you step out a little bit more and get hungry for God, you will find you'll experience a contrary wind. You will find that there'll be waves that you'll experience. Things will be uncertain in your life. There'll be a, a wave will come up this side and catch you by surprise. A wave will come up this side and catch you by surprise. People that you thought were your friends, all of a sudden will not be your friend anymore. People that you walked with once will one day not walk with you again. You will find that there will be, everyone else will be wanting to go this way, but you'll find that you'll be, the, something inside of you will be saying, no, 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 I'm not going to settle for going with the wind. I'm going to go against the wind. I'm going to go against popular culture. When people in church are content just to sit there, when the presence of the Lord comes and not even bother to clap their hands, my friends, there's going to be something inside of you that will just want to get out and say, no, I'm not going to be like everyone else. I'm not going to be everyone else that wants to shut down and move with the Spirit. I'm going to be prepared to sail into the wind. That's what people of faith do. That's the faith that every person in this room you have access to. Even though the wind was contrary, they were tossed backwards and forwards. I can tell you now there are times where I don't know what to do, there are times where I'm tossed by different opinions. There are times where I'm tossed by, oh, sh- we should just be like that. We should be like that church or we'll just be like this church. They look happy. They look, yeah, we should be like that. But then I think, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. No, I like, I, like, I like what you've done in our lives, Lord. I like what you, I like the fact that we have deliverance here. I like the fact that we have miracles. I like the fact that we have some wild people. I like the fact that we've got some people that can blow their lid every now and again. I like that. It tells me they've got some spirit. Absolutely. I'd much rather have people like that than somebody who's not expressive. (laughs) To live a life to follow Jesus, it is not a life of plain sailing. Many people will preach a gospel which is kind of like, it's only kind of a part of the truth. It's kind of like you give your heart to Jesus and the rest of your life will be just happy. Yes. I have a lot of happiness in my life. Yes. But I've got a a lot of turmoil seas as well. I've got a lot of headwind. But that's the faith that we're born into. We're born into a faith that has overcome the world. There is nothing in this world that you cannot overcome. There is nothing in this world that the faith that is within you cannot overcome. Absolutely nothing. Whether it's sickness, poverty, nothing. They did not tack about and come back, but they made their best way forward. For us as a church, there will be opposition. There will be people that will stand against you for what you believe. There will be people that will buck and kick because we believe that the power of God is real today. There are people that will buck and kick and try and get us to convince us to go away from, you don't need to get delivered, counselling will sort that out. No, 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 people are still in captivity. There'll always be a choice to turn around and go back. People will get offended. John 6, 66, some people, some of his disciples turned around and followed him no more. They got offended. If you can get over the offense, you'll find that God will lift you up into a new dimension. You'll find if you get over that, the option is to turn around and quit and go home. To live a life to follow Jesus you can be tossed around a bit by circumstances. The reason is that we are in a culture that opposes God. Everywhere you look today, we find you'll be coming up against a culture that opposes the God. And if we fit in with that, if we try to mix popular culture in with what we're doing, we'll lose our power, we'll lose our uniqueness. There are people here today, there are people in the world around us, they still need a saviour, they still need a deliverer. You don't have to look very far to see that happen. Interesting, the first thing that Jesus, the Bible says, that he came walking on the water. Now, we, many of us would know that because we've read that story. But for the disciples, they hadn't read that story before. Their understanding of Jesus was a little bit different. And when we come to know Jesus, we'll find as we continue to grow in him, as we have a heart that's continually wanting to get to know him and hunger for him, we will find and discover that there is far more about Jesus than we could ever possibly imagine. He is more merciful. He is more powerful. He is high above everything that we could either ask or even imagine. So these guys here, they... Their experience of Jesus was only this much. You've got to understand, up to this point, they had seen a couple of miracles. They had heard a, a whole pile of great teaching. It was a great pastor, brought out great messages, and people loved it. They had great preaching, great preaching, pastor. That was, that, was just, that was the scope of their understanding of who God was. And for some people, when you come to church, you understand that. You might enjoy the preaching. You may not. It doesn't really, am i Am I okay with that? <laughs> but actually, the scope of who Jesus is. So when Jesus came this way, he came in a way that was different than they'd ever experienced before. Their experience of God was that he was a good teacher and he'd done some miracles. But one of the things you'll find is even the miracles that he had done, they'd already forgotten about. The miracle, the supernatural experience that they had just walked through Literally hours beforehand, they completely forgotten. Friends, when you experience Jesus in a way that you're not used to, what would be your response? What is our response? Because when God comes in power, as we start to progress forward and move forward, you will find that Jesus will do things. He will show himself in ways that we did not expect. And you'll find that when people, when he does things that people don't expect, they get afraid. What happens when Jesus comes and it's completely way left field? I mean, you can imagine, you're out there fishing and here's Jesus, he's walking on the water towards you. I mean, that is something that is way out left field. And I believe that in this coming days, you will find that Jesus himself will come in ways that are so far out left field. Even the church at that time, the, 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 the Jews, even today still cannot get it into their head that he was the Messiah because their logic and their, their frame of understanding was set to such a point that they could not conceive. And because they couldn't understand it, they couldn't get their reasoning around it, instead of embracing him, they shut him out. And today people still shut him out. I can tell you today, there are great churches here, but when the Holy Spirit comes in ways that is outside their control or outside what they thought how he should turn up, people are afraid. People are afraid. When, when somebody comes, when the, when the power of God starts to move upon a person's life, the problem is, is this, is this, that they had plateaued in terms of their understanding of God. Their relationship with God had plateaued to a certain point. And that there, I believe, is the place where many of us, it's one of the most dangerous places that we could come to, where we stop growing in our faith, where we stop uh, believing that all things are possible, where we stop believing, when we, stop, when we start to allow our, our own thinking or our own reasoning to start to put limitations on God. I can tell you now, God will do some pretty wacky things. I saw some of these things in, uh, overseas. I saw them with my own eyes. And when I saw them with my own eyes, it was like, no way. No way. But yes, wait. Absolutely. And I believe that we've uh, got to understand that Jesus came to them differently than they were used to. All of us here will have a certain understanding or a certain revelation of who Jesus is. Some one level, some a little bit more. But I don't think we've got any understanding at all, really. He is a spirit. He exists in a dimension outside of the dimension that you and I live in. How can we possibly understand him fully? It takes the revelation of the Holy Spirit to do that. One of the things he says is is, is his teachings had had drawn a crowd. and There'd been a healing, but they had plateaued in their experience and understanding. If I'm not careful, I will say it's not God, but something strange or weird. Friend, when God starts to move in a person's life, and God starts to move in power, it will polarize people. It will challenge the very place in which you live. It will challenge the very way that you view the world. It will challenge the very, everything that you thought, just like the matrix. <laughs> when you see a demonstration of the power of God, you will see it. Everything about Jesus is supernatural. Everything about who He is, He's a spirit. It supersedes the natural dimension but manifests in it and supersedes over it. Everything. Whether it's the water, whether it's natural elements, whether it's the body of healing, whether it's everything that we can see or even imagine in this world, Jesus Christ has dominion over it. And I know we know it in here. I've memorized this so many times but yet I don't fully understand it in my heart. How can I fully understand it yet? So God brings us on a journey of revelation. We go from revelation to revelation. Jesus was bringing his disciples on a journey from fishermen who had just heard about the Scriptures to one day being called of God, to one day then experiencing a miracle or two, to one day having him come into the boat and walk on water. And the next thing, a little bit longer, they see him transfigured on the mountain. You'll find that as we have a heart that is open to the Lord, that is open to whatever He has for our life, we will find that he will, we will come into dimensions of glory, we will come into dimensions of miracles and the supernatural that will be phenomenal. Our world needs it right now. We don't have to look very far. I was reading the news and uh, someone was looking at Otara and looking at the, 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 the destruction that was happening there And they were afraid about what was going to happen in Otara in the the coming season. But I want to tell you today, there are situations like this all over the world. But we can't be afraid because these are opportunities for Jesus Christ to come in His power. He will come walking on the water. He will come in ways that we did not think. He will come in ways that are completely left field. He will come walking on the things that look unstable. He will come walking on the things that look dangerous. He will come walking on the things that look intimidating. He will just transcend everything. You watch. He supersedes reason and logic. His logic is beyond our comprehension. They had no reference point. That's why he was afraid. One of the biggest things that people do is try and reason God out. trying to explain things away. I've, been, I've seen miracles. I've seen the most extraordinary miracles with my own eyes. And one of the first things that came into my heart afterwards was this. He was not really dead. People think if I just saw a miracle, then I would believe. I've seen a miracle. I've seen the dead raised a couple of times. But I still struggle with unbelief. Why? Because it challenged My whole reason, the way I thought and understood the world, the way I understood God, I just, I kind of believed it, but I didn't. I believed it, but I didn't. And when Jesus comes, he will defy reason. It's not reasonable that Jesus would come like that. It is not often reasonable that Jesus would somehow just come on on a broken down person who's had a life of destruction who's come through in a life of abuse, it doesn't seem reasonable that he would come and bring his glory on that person and transform their life. But yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. People who are religious expect him to come and do things the way that he, they think he should operate because we control. But God, he cannot be controlled. He cannot be controlled. He is a spirit. He exceeds far beyond our imagination. He exists in a realm that is far beyond what we could even imagine. He is beyond reason. It's unreasonable that somebody who was dead could come back to life by saying a simple prayer. It's unreasonable that somebody who has had a, a life of pain, a life of... had got a criminal past or something, It is not reasonable that Jesus would come and embrace that person. It wasn't reasonable to so many people that Jesus would come and embrace Zacchaeus. It wasn't reasonable that he would come and help a broken down, hurt and abused woman. It wasn't reasonable, yet he did it. And he still does it. And he's going to do it some more. And he's going to do it much more than we could ever ask or imagine. I can tell you now, there are people in Auckland already... Uh, being resistant to us bringing the supernatural up there. (laughs) But they need it. There are some hurt, broken people. They need a demonstration. They need to know that He is alive. They need to know that He loves them and cares about them. He needs to know that He has the power to transform their life. I've seen people who have not been able to get pregnant but get conceived straight away. I watched people. I've seen people with who have it's still, still, babies dead inside come back to life. Yeah. I've seen people who have. Uh, I've prayed for somebody who was mute and they could speak. Amen. It defies reason. It's not logical that such things could happen. Yeah. I believe. Even in this place today, there are people that were born with with supposed defects, learning disabilities. It's not logical or reasonable that God would come and bring healing to them, but yet He will, and He does. My friend in in, in Christchurch just read Apostles' book, and just reading the book, he prayed for a person and a young kid in the church, in Christchurch, who had dyslexia or some learning disability, all of a sudden got got set free, and came into their right mind. I still struggle with that because it's not reasonable. It's, not, it's beyond my reason. It's beyond my logic. But yet he did it anyway. <laughs> he did it anyway. It's not reasonable and not logical that, that some of these things can happen. But he still does it. And he'll still do it. And he's going to do it today. In Matthew chapter, in Mark chapter 6, the same story is told. But he says it differently. He said, immediately he spoke to them and said, take courage it is his don't be afraid. And he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind had died down. And they were completely amazed. Man, I need that again. I need to be completely amazed continually in my life. And when you've got a heart that's open to him, you will be continually amazed. And in verse 52, he said, For they had not understood about the loaves. He, did not, they didn't understand. he had just had a miracle of multiplication hours ago. Food multiplied. And, the, and it says here that they just un, didn't under, understand what had just happened. They had experienced a miracle, they experienced a supernatural demonstration, yet it didn't get inside of their reasoning. And the reason is here because their hearts were hardened, it says. Their hearts were hardened. Their mind was so dull to perceive it. It doesn't mean that they were opposed to Jesus. It didn't say that. It says that their hearts were hardened. You can be a follower and a disciple of Jesus Christ, but get to a point where your heart becomes hardened. Very easy to get to a place where your heart becomes hardened. It doesn't mean that... um, uh, It just simply means that they were... Caught up in their own reason. They were caught up in their own logic. They were blinded. They, they saw it, but they didn't see it. They saw it, but they didn't really believe it. You can imagine the reasoning that must have happened after that miracle just happened. You can imagine the reasoning, the conversations that would have gone on after they saw all the baskets that were left over. They would have reasoned it out somehow. And that's one of the things that got to be the Worst thing that we could possibly do is start to reason things out. When you have the whole idea of reason and logic, logic is the way that you, you frame information, the way that you, uh, you, you, you have our, our five senses. But logic is the way in which we take the information from our senses and arrange them in a specific way in order that we can make sense of the world. You'll find that people have different frames of logic. You'll find that... Uh, an engineer has a different frame of logic. They think differently to a poet. <laughs> the way that they see the world is in chink, 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 chink. One, two, three must equal four. That's the way that they operate. And anything outside, if you want to mess up somebody's world, you just change a few numbers around like that. <laughs> you find that cultures have a, have a logic in which they operate. The Chinese have a culture. They have a logic in which they see the world. And everything is kind of like this. And if you move something outside of that, their whole world can fall apart. We lived in Pakistan, and the Pakistanis had a culture quite different to our own. <laughs> they had logic in which they saw the world. But when we grow up as Christians, often we, all of us will have a, a way in that we see the world and perceive God. And whenever something is shifted outside of that, our whole world is thrown apart. Whenever something moves outside your, world, your frame of thinking, if we don't have a heart that's open and receptive, we'll find that our heart become hard. And I know many people today across the Church of New Zealand where one more than ever we need a supernatural demonstration of the power of God. But yet on the other side, the hearts are hardened. More than happy to have a good song service. More than happy to pick the word apart and get some principles and concepts that will make our life better. But where is the supernatural demonstration? Why? Because people are afraid of it. It's outside their reasoning. And their hearts were hardened. Today, I believe one of the biggest things that we could, the most difficult and most things we should not do is harden our hearts with because it's outside of our reason and because it's outside of our logic. Their hearts went blinded by anything else. Whenever we believe and push for the supernatural, You can be sure, you can be absolutely sure that there will be resistance. Let's not lose heart. Jesus came to them walking on the sea. One of the things, first feet speak of possession and decision. It speaks of our lifestyle. Friends, when we keep a heart that is connected to the Lord, our lifestyle will be one that is supernatural. Our lifestyle will be one that defies reason. Your lifestyle will be one that will defy what other people think about you. Your lifestyle will be one that just blows everything out of the water. And not everyone's going to like it. As we move forward and grow, not everyone's going to like what we do. Some people will just call it hype. If you just call it hype, then you have no understanding. There's a reason why we celebrate. There's a reason while we lift up the music, there's a reason why we uh, clap our hands. There's a reason why that happens. It's because we are open to the Spirit of the Lord. I want a heart that's open, not closed. When people's hearts are hardened, you'll find that when the Spirit of the Lord starts to move, they'll sit here like this. Oh, this is just all hype. People say that. People have said that to me. They've got no understanding. The Bible says that the Lord is a mighty warrior. He will stir us up, stir his zeal like a man of war. That's our Lord. That's our Savior. He is a mighty man at war. He will stir his zeal up. You want to talk about hype? You have not seen nothing yet. You do not know my Jesus. <laughs> you have not seen nothing yet. My goodness, all heaven and earth will, be, will hear his, the, the sound of his coming. When you understand, when you get a glimpse of heaven, that, 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 that the Bible says that all heavens roar at the sound of his voice. They call that hype. Friends, well, there's so much more. There are things that are going to be unreasonable. Miracles defy reason, it challenges our understanding. One of the things, courage, courage was Peter's master grace. It made him so forward above the rest to express his love for Jesus Christ. He said these, he does not say, bid me to walk on the waters as desiring it for the miracle's sake. But he said, let me come to you no matter how. See, the miracle where Peter walked on the water happened not because of the water, but it happened because he was hungry for Jesus. Jesus said, come, and he came. Peter had two things he had courage in and faith in one was, he, was had, he had faith in the power of Jesus and he had faith in His Word. Amen. Two simple things. And you've got the courage to step out and take Him, take him for His Word and take him yeah. for him, believe in His power. Right. You will find yourself walking on the water. Friends, don't lose heart. Wow. Do so it's not love. Absolutely. Come on. Can any music come up right now? I'm believing that even right now, the power of God wants to come and touch some people. If you're sick, if you need a miracle of healing in your body, I want you to just come up to your front right now. We're going to pray and believe that the Holy Spirit will come and touch your life. We're going to step out in water. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Wonderful Jesus. Come on, let's just stand to our feet right now. His power is real. Come and let's just lift lift our hands to His presence this morning. Jesus, we honour You. We lift Your name up, Lord. Lord, we give You praise. We give You all glory and all honour. We thank You, Lord, that Your power is here to heal. We thank You, Lord, for Your anointing in this place right now. Lord, today we put our faith and we put our trust in Your Word that you are faithful come and just lift your hands in this place this morning if you need a miracle of healing in your body if you need something shifted in your life today we're going to pray, we're going to stand together we're going to hold the Lord to His Word and we're going to believe that right now the power of God is going to come, come and just start to worship Him right now those of you that are sick I just want you to put the hand put a hand on part of your body that's unwell it's your mind or whatever I love our young people they were at the party the other night you guys are just fantastic you guys are going to come and pray for some people so just come out the front come on young people you're going to experience this Father we thank you for your power to heal right now thank you Lord that your power is real Thank you, Lord, that your love is real. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, I stand, I speak to every spirit of infirmity right now in the name of Jesus. I speak into the joints, I speak into the muscles, I speak into the neurosystem, I speak to the heart today in Jesus' name. I speak into people in the womb of woman today in Jesus' name. For those that have been unable to conceive, I thank you even right now, Lord, Father, for you to bring life in their lives in Jesus' name. church, if you're not back there, just stretch your hand out. We're going to believe right now that the power of God is going to start to bring healing. Father, let your healing power come. Let your healing power come today in Jesus' name. Touch Holy Spirit. Touch Holy Spirit. Touch. 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 Touch Holy Spirit. Touch, holy. Come, hallelujah. the Lord's releasing miracles right now. Touch, come on, sing it touch, out. Touch, Holy Spirit. Touch them right now. Can touch the him right vocals us. up, please. Touch them, Holy Spirit. Touch them, Holy Spirit. We sing touch, Hallelujah. We sing Hallelujah. Touch, touch right now. We sing Restoration, Hallelujah. And touch, touch, the Lamb touch. Touch, Holy Spirit. We sing, hallelujah, we sing, hallelujah, we sing, hallelujah, the land is we we sing, hallelujah. we sing, hallelujah. the we sing, Touch, Jesus. We sing hallelujah. Touch, touch, Jesus. Touch, we sing hallelujah. Touch, 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 we sing hallelujah. The Lamb is overcome. Jesus. Forever He is glorified. Oh, thank you, God. Yeah. Oh, thank Don't don't go right now, Don't, don't take off. For those of you that came up, I just want you to start to move something in your body or do something that you couldn't do before. Try it out, exercise. Be like Peter and get out of the boat, do something. Do something. Do something, come on, start to move it, start to. How many people here, you felt God's healing power come and touch your body? Can we just lift your hand? Fantastic, why don't you come up? Tell me what happened. Um, I had a fall at Christmas time and I crunched two of my discs in my back and this came right, but just two weeks ago, it just packed up again and it just feels amazing. <laughs> I can bend over and touch my toes. <laughs> you can bend over and touch your toes shoes on you struggled to put your shoes on thank you jesus you know the bible you know the word testimony the word testimony means that to do it again that's what we testify we want to do it again we want god's healing power to do it again come on let's just give jesus a shout of praise come on right now thank you Is somebody here today? You've got a, you've got some sort of learning disability. You struggle to uh, retain information. You just struggle to read and things like that. Is somebody here that you're like that this morning? A learning disability. God's power can come and bring healing to your life. I've seen it happen before. Come on, I'm going to stretch. I'm going to keep believing for God to do a miracle. Don't be afraid. If you've got a learning disability, just come forward. If you struggle to retain information, if you struggle to read. Is that you? Good on you. Is there somebody here? Somebody else here? You can't read very well. You struggle to read. You struggle to comprehend some things. But if God wants to do a miracle He can do this just stretch your hands out towards these people it takes great courage to step forward Father I thank you Lord for your presence I thank you Lord for your power to heal I thank you Lord that you can restore our mind Lord that you can open up our mind you can free our mind Lord, I thank you for these ones that have come forward today. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that your power will come and touch their lives in Jesus' name. Father, right now, I just thank you for this young man. Lord, I thank you for your plans and your purposes for him. Lord, right now, I speak into his mind. I speak into his brain. I speak into his heart today in Jesus' name. Lord, let your anointing, Lord, let your presence come and touch him right now in Jesus' name. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. Father, in those places that have been in, uh, have inhibited, I pray right now in Jesus' name that your presence would come and heal them, Touch him now in Jesus' name. Touch him, Holy Spirit. Touch him, Holy Spirit. Touch him, Holy Spirit. Be healed and be strong in Jesus' name. Touch him right now. Touch him right now. Touch him right now. Lord, let your power come and touch his mind today in Jesus' name. Touch him. Touch him, Holy Spirit. Touch my sister right now, Lord. I let your healing power come and touch her right now in Jesus' name. Touch, 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 Holy Spirit. Touch, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Was it uh, was with Apostle Martinada, the girl who was song leader, the girl that with the blonde hair. She came from Spain and um, she couldn't speak any English. And when an Apostle prayed for her, she went down into the power of God. She came up and she could speak English. I can't preach on it and not try and demonstrate it at the same time. Who cares if it doesn't work as is you hope. You, your, your, I don't really worry about that. What I'm believing for is that God will come. That God will come in His power. I believe it. I've seen it. I've held somebody as their life has slipped away and prayed and seen them come back. I've seen it. I'm going to see it here too. Be somebody who dares to step out of the boat and give it a go. Be somebody who's just believes God, that God can and God will. You don't have to be somebody up the front here. You can just be just a believer in Jesus Christ just make a decision to step out of that boat and onto that water that looks a little bit shaky come on you can believe it come on one more time let's worship Him